The following audio may contain coarse language and other material that may not be suitable for a younger audience. Viewer discretion is advised. Also, we may spoil anything and everything, so you have been warned. Hello and welcome to the Movie Gang Podcast. I'm Jack Newman, and this week we are reviewing Star Wars The Last Jedi! Woo! This is also the start of our run-up to the end of the year. We're going to be doing a like kind of a little bit of a podcasting marathon, getting you out multiple episodes to keep you in your feeds. We're literally going to release an episode on Christmas Day, so stay tuned for that. Yeah. Uh, but up first, our cast this week. We are joined by Ben Haworth. How are you, Ben? Oh, I'm doing well. I'm really excited because uh, the people you're going to introduce in a little bit are just right across from me. I can literally touch them. So. <laughs> I'm always happy to have seen uh, fellow podcast friends in real life, so I'm doing great. Yeah, no, I, I, I it's got to be a weird experience. It's kind of weird because Ben like freaked me out by like sticking his hand into like Sarah's camera, and I was like, "That's Ben's hand. How did it teleport over to Dallas? Ooh, That's magic. weird." <laughs> I've learned how to uh, project myself. Yeah. We'll talk more about that later. Uh, First up, though, we also have uh, Peter Dancy. How are you, Peter? Uh, I'm all right. Just uh, earlier today at work, like over the course of the last couple of hours that I was there, like I developed like a runny nose and I'm just like, how did this happen? So now I'm just now I'm over here like sneezing with a runny nose. I'm just like, I need tissue. All of it. I, bl- I blame <laughs> it on the random ass humidity that that rolled into Houston this past this past like like two days out of nowhere i blame you <laughs> oh dude, i'm sorry that's that's uh, i don't know <laughs> that sucks um uh we're <laughs> you stole my energy there man <laughs> no i'm fine it's just like i don't like it, it's 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 houston houston's weather has been really weird the past the past couple of weeks where it's like where, where it's like we're warm we're really cold and now today it's like and we're back up to 80 degrees it and was... and humid and it's like what in north carolina it was 25 degrees this morning 75 by noon what the hell? Yeah, it wow. was, it was, I, I like went to work in like a, in like scarves and all this stuff. And I stepped outside at lunch and like, just didn't look at the weather. And I was like, what the hell happened? Yeah, that makes no people, sense. People were like in short sleeves, like eating lunch at like benches and stuff. And I was like looking at them out my, like out of my office. And I was like, you crazy fucking people. <laughs> um, <laughs> we're also joined. We're special guests here. I don't know. Uh, first, I've got to say that Sarah Becker is still in the house. How are you, Sarah? Yeah, I'm doing great. And uh, um, do you want to yeah. introduce our special guest? Yes, um, she she's joined us for a podcast or two before. No, no, I, I, yeah. I remember. I apologize, but just in case no one remembers, not me. <laughs> I, remember. I know. That's why I was <laughs> leading it up for the audience to know. Um, but yes, you, 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 dear listeners, you might remember her from our Wonder Woman podcast. But this is the lovely Katie Powell who. Uh, decided to come down to Houston with me for a couple of days. So we're all here and it's great. What's up guys? Yay. Yay. Uh, but before we get into our uh, review of Star Wars: The Last Jedi and what we thought of it, we're gonna start off with a little, with a mini trailer quarter because we got a lot to get to today, obviously. But we're gonna talk about that uh, weird thing you saw in front of Star Wars: Mortal <laughs> Engines. Uh, first up, uh, yeah, so it's a, it's based on a on a book series. It's a it's a it's kind of an acclaimed steampunk series. So I'm interested, which guys, it, the trailer didn't really give off a very big steampunk vibe. But uh, Peter, what did you think of the the trailer? 
Um, interesting is like the best word that I can come up with, at least off the top of my head, because because um because I I know it's based off of off of a book, but it's but it's one that I never read. So for me, I'm like very much just kind of the general audience this time around where I'm just like, what is going on on screen? Why is it that you said that was London? Why is this massive? Like why, why is this massive city, city, city size, uh, house moving castle esque thing devouring a smaller, but still bigger than house moving castles house type town. Like what's going on? So, I don't know. I'm I'm, ve- yeah. I'm very intrigued by this, and I'm curious as to what the hell is going on. Yeah. So to to outline, essentially, it's a it's kind of a it's at a post apocalyptic future where there's just like steampunk cities and people have lost technology, so they build these cities. And the idea is that the mortal engines line is pulled from Othello, uh, suggesting that the engines are mortal and that they will die and that they're eating up resources. It's kind of a it's kind of a just like a, an allegory for kind of post apocalyptic. You know, can man share resources or not? And, and like you a know, class thing to. Oh yeah, yeah. Like you saw it immediately with like like, city. and I love how yeah. always. When there's a class thing in a movie, it's represented by this area with just like gardens on it. <laughs> you know? There's always gardens. Yes. Always, you have a like, garden, you're a bad if, it, if it's a class warfare thing, there's like gardens or, or casinos. We'll get to that. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> sorry. Uh, but but uh, it's definitely like uh, like there's a class warfare thing. There's like smaller towns and bigger towns. And, you know, there's bigger towns than London. And uh, the smaller town, which I think the one that we see get de- uh, devoured in, in the trailer is Salt Hook, I believe is called. Yeah. I've read the book a while ago um but it's it's interesting to me uh i wish i wanted to look more steampunk because that's the cool thing is that the book you know there's like airships and all sorts of cool steampunk shit um which is the reason i read the book in the first place so but i didn't really didn't get that vibe from the trailer at all yeah it's a sort of thing where you wonder if it's just so early that there isn't much cgi done and maybe when there's more detail you'll see more of that stuff yeah i agree like uh i want to be in the city a lot and I want to be able to see all the details and stuff like that. That's what I really like. For me, what I'm really excited about mostly is that it's interesting to me to see where Peter Jackson is going to go once he's finally done with Lord of the Rings. Yes. Uh, for those who don't know, Lord of the Rings has been sold off to Amazon. Oh. Uh, yeah. So they want to make a TV show. Who the hell knows what that's going to be like. But at the very least, it seems like Peter Jackson is finally done with Lord of the Rings. And I want to see what he does next. And it's an interesting idea, and it has that kind of epic scale. That said, I haven't read the books, I don't know, but I'm just kind of tired right. of YA adaptations. <laughs> and I didn't, when I heard he was doing a YA adaptation, I was like, uh. But yeah, I haven't read the books, so maybe it's a lot better than like uh, Hunger Games or whatever. Yeah, and if anything, like, I, I'm int- I'm int- I, I like the book, and I just, I just like, I'm not, I don't understand this movie i don't understand this tease for it too do you know what i mean like like this tease had like nothing to it and that was kind of like it very it didn't really oh, i'm expand. sorry it wasn't directed by peter jackson i feel silly now i guess he was a no 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 it's 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 uh producer. it's just funded by it's produced by oh okay yeah. so i'm a little less interested but i believe I, he had his, I know I, I know that he's posted about it and i know that he's had a big hand in the project so even at this point i wouldn't be like yeah it seems like he's I, definitely... I, I, you could totally be forgiven for that like because like he's definitely like shown off art and stuff on twitter so like yeah, he's that's what like I a... thought. That's where I was been confused. Yeah. I thought he was directing. So more like a no, no, Burton no. Nightmare Christmas kind of style, you know. 
Yeah, and it's Peter Jackson, so his name is clearly going to be, like, the driving force behind this film. Right, right. And it's it's definitely, like, he's had his hand in the project for forever, so I I can't see it not being a big issue. But otherwise, otherwise, any any other, like, thoughts on this trailer? Otherwise? Because it's kind of a big nothing. I'm just, I like the source material personally, but, like, again, none of that source material is, like, on display. So it's kind of very hard for me to, like, be like, yay, recommend this, even though it's weird. Yeah, I feel like a lot of people are just gonna go like, "What was that?" Mm-hmm. Yeah, I uh, yeah. I never read the the book series either. I remember when I was I think a freshman in high school, one of my friends was reading it, and the you know the, the cover art looked interesting, so I asked him about it, and you know it, it was kind of an interesting premise. And so when I saw this trailer, I understood what it was for, and I got that. But I can see how it could be a very confusing trailer if you didn't know the source material. <laughs> No, no, so, no. So uh, I don't know. I I reserve judgment until I see future trailers. I think. Yeah. Okay. Well, before let's go ahead and move on. Then I think that's what I I really want to do. I want to move on because I want to talk about Star Wars today. Yes. Yeah. Uh, my my positive tone probably does not belie my actual position on this movie, but that's okay. <laughs> uh, but <laughs> I am. I, I just, it's funny too. It's it's amazing how easily I can get like revved up into like the Star Wars machine of just being excited about Star Wars. Uh, yeah, but anyways, to the summary, Luke Skywalker's peacefully solitary existence gets upended when he encounters Rey, a young woman who shows strong signs of the Force. Her desire to learn the ways of the Force forces Luke to make a decision that changes their lives forever. Meanwhile, Kylo Ren and General Hux lead the First Order in an all-out assault against Leia and the Resistance for supremacy of the galaxy. All right, let's go. Let's go. Let's get some general thoughts first out of the way. Let's uh, actually let's start with our uh, special guest, Katie. What did you think of Star Wars: The Last Jedi? Uh, let's see, I I really did. I liked it a lot. Uh, a couple issues with it, which I, we can get into later. But overall, I really just enjoyed it. But I'm also going to be a sucker for Star Wars anything ever. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's, there's no reason not. To, it's 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 almost it's almost impossible not to be a Star Wars fan these days. Like not in, even like in a, in a mean thing, but it's just like just especially with all the secondary stuff coming out. It's just it's hard not to get sucked up into the frenzy. Like it really is. Yeah, it, it's it's kind of hard. Uh, let's go over to you, Sarah. What did you think of it? I really liked it as well. I think I enjoyed the Force Awakens more. Then I liked this one, but I also, I I sort of liken it to um, Lord of the Rings, The Two Towers, in that it is a good movie in its own right, but it also um, serves for a lot of table setting for the third film. And, you know, in this case, I would consider 7, 8, and 9 a trilogy, even though they are, of course, part of the larger Star Wars machine. Um, And uh, recognizing that, I feel like Episode 9 is going to be pretty epic. Yeah, I, I I will say that like uh, I definitely see one of the primary and things is like you know when this gets compared to Empire, it's no Empire, and that's mm-hmm. kind of like one of the things that I think even the fans of this movie will probably agree with, but they'll probably yell at you for as uh, Rob yelled at me on Twitter. Um, let's not talk about. It. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Rob. Uh, let's get let's get on to the to the more positive side, uh, Peter. 
<laughs> but I mean, you're all pause. I'm finishing up the positive. I, I don't know what Ben thinks. I really, I need to know what Ben thinks. I'm actually like, okay, I'm now I'm starting to, the walls it. are closing He's around scared, me, bro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Jack Jack is scared because he talked. I am like scared. He, he, he messaged me like the second he walked out the theater. He's like, Peter. <laughs> no, I, <know>. um, <laughs> well, I, I like talked to Pete. I like called Peter after the fact, like right after I got out of the movie, like by 15 minutes and was like, Peter, talk to me. Please. I need someone to confide in. <laughs> Oh, those no. movies. A friend of mine who hasn't called me since high school <laughs> called me out of the blue because he usually calls Kevin Shield. Uh-huh. And of course, Kevin Shield disappears. And so he <laughs> called me instead. And he was like, Have you seen it? I was like, No, I haven't yet. I'm sorry. Oh He's like, God. You're the only nerdy person I know. Oh. <laughs> oh, wow. that's kind of insulting. <laughs> it's like, yeah, Matt, yeah. how's your family? How you doing? <laughs> Talk to me about this movie. I yeah, need you to fill a need. But for me, I, I go, over, overall, blah, blah, I can't talk today. Overall, I, re- I really enjoyed this movie. I mean, I mean, they're like, Definitely, in talking to you, Jack, and then and then and then, ta- and then talking to another to another one of my friends uh, from college, uh, jo- uh, Jonathan. Um, there, there, there are there are definitely more aspects of the film. Like I, I get kind of after the fact when I sat back and I was like, okay, this is like slightly problematic. Why did this happen? Why did this happen? But for, for like the whole of the film, it was a this was a like a lot of fun to me, and and I and I and yes, you know like big fans of star wars might not like the comparisons being drawn with being drawn with empire but i liked kind of like how it how this film was like this trilogy's version of empire and they weren't beating you over the head with all of the references in this in the same way that uh force awakens did with the new hope yeah sorry i have a ton of beer and no bottle opener. It's truly a end. Yeah. It's like the ending of a Twilight Zone episode. Right. Yes. <laughs> There's time now. <laughs> There's time now. I have time. We're gonna drink over the next couple of hours, and I have no, no bottle oh, opener. Yeah! <laughs> okay, I'm good. Uh, ben, what did you think of the Force Awakens? <laughs> and uh, I mean, I mean, of the Last Jedi. And it, feel free to extend it out while I run for a bottle opener. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> See, well, ben, Jack, ben, uh, ben, this, ben, this is when your ability Jim to like, just like, like, kind of, like, jump, like, jump into different place would, would totally help, and be like, just be like, hand a bottle <laughs> open, and be like, here. I know. I have this magic ability to cross over <laughs> yes. into Sarah and uh, <laughs> Katie's computer <laughs> that are right next to me. <laughs> but it's like a magic trick if you were watching on Hangouts. The worst, lamest magic trick ever. Get <laughs> <laughs> a. ABC special. Mm-hmm. Jack, I want you to know I, I held time without actually saying my opinion because I want you to hear this. <laughs> okay, I love you. <laughs> All right. Um, so I'll, I'll just say to start with that I think there's only two perfect Star Wars movies. And obviously that's the animated Attack of the Clones movie and Attack of the Clones. Yes! Um, <laughs> no, that's yeah. uh, no, obviously it's a new hope and Empire Strikes Back, uh, and everyone I think is messy, but has can have interesting points or have no interesting points with AKA technicals. Um, so I guess when I say that I think currently the Last Jedi is my third favorite Star Wars movie, I do want you to say there's a gap in between Empire and that, but. I was genuinely impressed with how much Ryan Johnson seems to 
think about Star Wars all the time and try to create sort of a, I don't know, uh, examination of Star Wars overall. And that's why I understand where this film could be very frustrating people. But for me, it really worked because it was an interesting idea about moving on from the past and creating a new concept of what Star Wars in general is and what it's going to mean for the future. And part of my big problem with Force Awakens and Rogue One and probably the Han Solo prequel is this slavish love of the original trilogy, especially in New Hope. And I like that this film was kind of undercutting that and the prequels and Star Wars in general. And I thought there were some really interesting themes and all the Luke, Ray, Kylo stuff just was awesome. Even if I think overall the film's kind of a mess. Okay. But the, so, the broad strokes make me very happy. Uh and I'm sorry to leave you alone. Okay, Jack. I'll say I'll say what I'll come back <laughs> in that I'm glad that you guys liked it. I re- I really it's one of those things where it's like I really 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 want to enjoy this movie. Like you would not believe like this is almost like and it's and maybe it, it is like after a year of beating myself up over Batman v Superman, I may <laughs> have been more aware of my own need to like this movie than other movies. So maybe I was prepped and ready for this. I think this movie is is an absolute total mess and i and i i absolutely hate it uh there are prequel movies that i like better than this movie <laughs> like um wow. and i and i know that that's probably not true from the thing i just feel like i really was like there was a lot of times in this movie where i was holding up my hands going what the fuck is happening uh and that's not like out of a bad thing but like for me it breaks down into several categories like for instance i think there are several plotted consistencies i think ben alluded to them i don't think you'll disagree with me on some of them ben um i think i no, think I for me no no i will get into i don't want to i don't want to put words in your mouth don't don't let me do that i think a lot of the stuff that like that you found endearing ben i by the same token found it to be kind of like stupid <sighs> meta twitter nods and that's like <laughs> I, I agree with you i, I ryan johnson was highly aware of the fan culture around Star Wars. And that it's the most naughty culture to it. And, and it's just like one of those things where it's like, I did not need to know where the blue milk came from. <laughs> like, I, just I didn't would argue need... it's green milk. I, oh God, that's and not the argument I want to have. Why is there milk? <laughs> Why is there Can milk? We just all agree. Why are there big there milky be... alien udders? <laughs> <laughs> I would watch a two hour Hobo Luke movie. Of just him being God like, you want to trade some beans <laughs> for some force that sounds like some re- that, sounds like some, that sounds like some really interesting, like, shaky cam found footage, like, mockumentary on Luke, where he's just like, it was like, hey, what's up? Yeah. But Get out of my I think house. the core things that come back to are, for me, there's not a lot of character arc progression. And that's where well, I'm going to, like, that. yeah. Oh, you, uh, oh, well, I mean, I think, I, I, I think y'all three characters have really interesting arcs. The interesting thing is that they're subversive of what you kind of expect. Maybe it's the subversion of it or the act of making something so subversive. But I think, like, for instance, Kylo Ren's primary reason for falling to the dark side and committing patricide is based on rom-com levels of bullshit misunderstanding. How <laughs> like, so? I don't see that at all. Because he just doesn't understand that Luke was, like, having a thing. So it's like, oh, if he could just talk to each other and, like, understand his fall to the dark side. I don't see that as anything. I don't see that 
as even a plot point almost. And it's like the whole reason that we haven't gotten explained about Kylo Ren or understand where he's coming from, but it's just, he just, he just like feels it. And then we have the whole, I don't know, man, by the same token, we have sexual tension between him and Ray and it's just, uh, everyone likes it. And I'm just not, I'm not, not there for it. I'm not there for all the sexual tension. Who said that? Uh, A lot of Twitter. A lot of Twitter. Yeah. Twitter is wrong. There's, there's, there's a strong. No, fuck Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, that's where I, I agree with you entirely because it bothers me. I, so maybe I'm taking this from Twitter, but for me, it's like they're like, oh, there's sexual tension. And I even wrote it in my notes right here. It says, please, goddamn, let it be fraternal <laughs> tension. Not. No, not I, a- I, I love their sequences. And I agree, I don't want them to be banging. But what I really liked about Kylo Ren is he's the only bad guy who ever gives her oh well i mean any like good character a genuinely interesting um uh, what's the what's the word i'm looking for temptation because instead of always being like let's go to the dark side and murder everybody good person his answer is fuck everybody this whole thing is stupid okay (laughs) and that's and that's fuck the sith fuck the jedi let's just come with me and burn the whole thing down. And I think as a person who's sort of lived in the shadow of the baby booners and the world they've created, I can understand that feeling of nihilism, but just like, fuck it. Like, let's just start over. The whole thing is broken. This whole system is just going to repeat itself. And there's always going to be a Snoke and a Luke Skywalker. Screw the whole system and start over again. Okay, I just that's that that's not a reason to kill your father, Ben. I just want to like establish. <laughs> no, because he was like, like challenged in the beginning. Like he was trying to live up to that idea of being a Sith, and then this episode is him dealing with that. Like, wow, I killed Han Solo. I'm still not Darth Darth Vader. You know, I what yeah, do I need to do? I, and then it's by the end of him being like, I can't ever be that person. I need to be myself. I don't know, man. I, I that's that's a lot of like that's a, a lot of. Princess. I don't know. You, you're obviously identifying it with, and I'm just sitting here like, what's happening? <laughs> and, and maybe I am affected by Twitter, and that like I don't like the sexual tension. And uh, Twitter went everywhere with this one because they're like sexual tension between Ray and Poe, sexual tension, love triangle between Finn, Ray, and Rose, love mm-hmm. triangle between like them and the, yeah, all of it. I didn't like, which is just Twitter. So maybe that is okay. secondarily Twitter onto me projecting onto this film. I thought that we said, snubbed. I thought we snubbed Ray being being part of any kind of love triangle, like in, in the Force Awakens. Whatever. When everyone was just like, yeah, Ray does not give a fuck about love. She's just like me and my lightsaber right here. Hello. Uh, and, and as much as as much as much as I want to believe that, I do think that the movie weirdly signals to the opposite of that. <sighs> I, I do think Ray gives Finn a look, and I think it's there, and I don't, and I don't like that. And maybe it won't go anywhere, and that's fine. And it's about her learning, you know. And that's that's it. And maybe that's it, and that's cool, and we're all happy. But the movie signals that, and I don't like any of that. <laughs> the movie also signals that with his shirtless scene, and I don't like any of that. And I just think that that's it's it's like there, and it's it's uncomfortable for me, even if like we want to deny it, and it's definitely in the background. It's part of this other thing. It's like. Ryan Johnson's aware of Twitter and what he's going to get a rise out of Twitter. And it's, that's kind of the thing that makes me upset about this movie sometimes is that I feel like it's a very perfectly put together, like just like it's almost for Twitter in that kind of regard. And that makes me upset about certain things. Um, 
I don't want to, I don't want to look, I don't want to monopolize time. I'm obviously the only negative voice on this movie and I don't want to try to swing the vote on this. Uh, but I do want, I do want to say like a couple of things, but I also want to get into that. So I just, as a structuring this, I don't want it to become an argument, but I do want to go over what I said as plot inconsistencies. But first, does anyone have any things that they really want to say about character motivation, anything else? Well, the one thing I think you can't disagree with Jack is that this is some of the best visual stuff in terms of no, action no, no. and clarity. Right there for it. Goddamn that, that 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 lightsaber fight with like the Praetorian guards incredible. is just yes. is incredible. Is incredible. And even and even the visuals, the red that runs all the way through the movie is just amazing. It's it's the most visually spectacular Star Wars film. Undeniable. All right, I just want everyone to no, 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 no argument, no argument, got nothing. No, you win. Not, I'm, not, I'm not engaging. It is visually spectacular. It is a fun experience. I don't. I won't deny that. I just think that it's you know in plot inconsistency territory. Why does Admiral Holdo not just explain her plan? And why are there zero consequences for Poe's mutiny? And why once you are named character, can you talk on this military bridge? Why is Holdo and Rose's cell sister's sacrifice legitimate, but? Finn's is pointless and illegitimate. Rose and Finn find, fix nothing. They're just coming. Oh, sorry. I'm, I'm, <laughs> You're getting into the uh, Reddit uh, bullet points. <laughs> no, I have. Yeah. I, hey, I've done these outside of them. This, these are mine. There's, uh, there's definitely ones. For instance, my favorite. Uh, my favorite thing that I hate about this movie is that when you're in Luke's hut, you see the compass that he picked up that the movie tie-in uh, Battlefield Two, and the plot of it. He goes and picks up a magical force compass and you oh, see it in his yeah. hut. Yeah, I know and what that just about, about like that just it made my brain explode in the that's, movie. That's, that's, yeah, that's, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, that, that, that was, but I would have known that. that, that, that was, they, did a, they did a couple of references in this movie to the Battlefield tie-in story plotline game and it just about every time it happened I was like in a rage in my seat. <laughs> so maybe maybe that's me. I don't, I don't know. Like I, I don't no, That's pretty yeah, annoying. I, I would like to hope that Ryan Johnson had nothing to do with that and that was Disney being like you have to put this in there. No, yeah, yeah, that that was, okay. de- and, and that was like, definitely. Tell me, Disney. like, I, maybe I have a different like vibe from it, but the Dakota Ring Child too was just like rubbed me the wrong way, especially in light of all of the the other stuff. Oh, I love him, yeah, because I like the Dakota was interesting because I'm very nitpicky and I want my Star Wars movies to end with that shot of everybody on the bridge, you know, all like on the Millennium Falcon, and then we fade out, but. uh him grabbing the broom subtly with a force was, I think, I noticed that. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I, I, I wasn't sure if, if I would just imagine that. It's like, did he just force grab that broom? Mm-hmm. Did that no, happen? Totally did. did. Totally yeah. did. Right. And it I think did. it goes with the general theme that we don't have to tell these stories about kings and skywalkers and the greats. Like it, it can be about the, the little people and the, you know, that the force sensitive kid might become the hero of the future even though he has nothing to do with luke skywalker and, and i i don't know i, I it's just very hard for me to take that at face value when they're trying so hard to do things shit like like they really really try hard to make phasma a fucking thing again and it's just i don't know man <laughs> i think she's coming back again i think so too I'm she's sure she is. I'm sure she is, and it, it's maddening to no, me. No, yeah, so like, it, give her a character arc. Give her something. No, yeah. I know that Boba Fett was was a weird thing for the first one, but you can't. You can't no. just. And, you can't and what, just throw and, her in and there, and it's and like. 
What's funny? What's funny about what's funny about me, about me seeing them bring her back is that is that is that kind of tie back into what Jack was saying earlier with with the Battlefront Two references. They bring up stuff in that game that they that you that like they like there are point there are points in that game or, or at least in the no yeah points in that game like where they like towards the end where they literally directly reference the Force Awakens and right. and and there and there and there and there's some there's something at like the very tail end called like the resurrection project or like project resurrection or whatever that i'm just like that's going to end up in episode nine if it's not in episode eight it's definitely going to end up in episode nine and now that phasma's like she's possibly dead it's like no she's going to come back give her give them two years and they'll work her into the script mm-hmm. yeah i and also as somebody that's read the phasma backstory the, the like i literally read the whole book about phasma so Ooh. it's just huh. dude it's and, and it's actually not a bad story you know it's like it's not bad <sighs> It's not bad. I mean, she's she's like Hitler's right hand man essentially. So it, it is yeah. what it is. Yeah. Um. But you know, it's not bad. It's just that I I just like I'm a very annoyed by this movie. Even knowing the whole backstory, I'm like, why are you doing this? Why are you making this a thing? I, I don't understand it, and I don't understand why there's so many more edged weapons in this in this movie series. So many, so many I feel like there's something that we don't have to always have a lightsaber versus lightsaber. Right. No, I like it. I like it too. I just, I, I just, and they, and they, they motivate it by. I don't disagree with that. That they motivate it by like Phasma's armor is just like apparently blaster proof. Yeah, that was that was a neat little shot. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. Uh, that's not the bad. Okay, if if ever, I, I don't want to like nitpick it because a lot of things annoy me, but there are like two things, three really that are the big things, and the big thing is like the Holdo plotline. Yeah. Yeah, I could I could talk about that. I, for me, it goes like Ray, um, Luke, Kylo, and then below that is Poe, uh, Holdo, and then below that is Finn, Rose. In terms of like interesting arcs and what happens, because even though I like right. Canto bite a lot. It is a lot of like give him something to do. <laughs> um, which I, I, and here I want to say back to you. I like the design of Canto Bite. Like it's it is most it's icily cool. realized about what they originally wanted to do, and I get that. My my, I, my big criticism of this movie, I would say, it's very similar to me uh, the Bond film Skyfall, which I rewatched recently, and I was like, why does this film bother me a little bit? And I think a big part of that is, I think Sam Mendes always wanted to make a Bond film. And he was like, I get one. And so I'm going to put everything I've ever wanted into one movie. And because of that, when you make Spectre the next couple years later, it's completely empty and nothing happens. Garbage. <laughs> and Skyfall, way too much happens. And it's just like a thousand set pieces. And he goes like all over like way too many countries and way too many fight scenes. And, yeah. And yeah. they're all pretty I, I, good. But like there's too many of them. And this is the uh, thing I with did. Johnson too, where it's like he probably didn't know he's going to make these other three movies that he's going to make now, and so like the Red Spalt Plan is really cool, but like emotionally, I didn't need to be there anymore. I was already done with the movie after two hours. Um, though I need into like Luke's story, but like it definitely served as like Canto Bites a great example. Where it's like I would love to see that in a different Star Wars movie with like better motivation and longer reason to be there. But I could just tell that it's like mm. a give Finn a thing to do right now. Yeah, I, I I enjoyed the the casino scenes 
for what they were, but they also felt really out of place to me. Yeah. And I guess the whole thing is that like, for me, like the, the aside where they like, it was worth it because those things are like out in a field now. And I'm like, but they're going to come and take them back in like five minutes after this. (laughs) Yeah. There's nothing. You didn't do anything. Stop patting your own back. Stop it. (laughs) They're very fast. I'm sure. <laughs> oh yeah, they're so fast they can outfly those those. I don't, I'm sorry, I don't want to. I don't. I don't want to. I really, I really don't want to get ranty. But like, there's there's like plot points in here that just like like deserve a little bit of that. And Canto Bite is the big one. And Finn and Ray. The big problem for me is Finn, Poe, and Rose have literally zero bearing on the plot. They have bearing on. The, they have negative bearing on the plot, but it's all technically very hard for me to say that they have literal bearing on the plot in terms of what actually happens. Yeah, that's a subversive stuff, and that's why I think Poe's story is pretty interesting. Is like usually we're a, with the mutineer, like he's doing the right, right thing and he's standing up to the people he's wrong, but he's too hot haired and arrogant to like actually listen to her. That's where I'll say I disagree with people who are like, well, why didn't Hold on tell him the plan? She does start telling Pelin, but he shuts her down immediately. It's a very sort of mansplainy, like, I know what's right, I'm not going to listen to you because I don't trust you, and I'm never going to listen to your plan. Um, And she's right that, like, when he had power, he went and got all these bombers destroyed, and he should be demoted, and he shouldn't even be on the bridge anymore. And so he doesn't really deserve to know the plan. And he takes it all in his own action, even though he basically just comes up the works and doesn't help ever. And I think that's uh, okay, interesting. Look, by the end, he learns that, you know, there is times to be a hero and there's times to retreat and take your losses and keep the fight going a later day. Look, I, I, I get that they're saying there's, they're motivating the idea that Holdo tells him the plan halfway through. I think the point to my mind is that by the same token like it Poe's character is kind of all over the place throughout this movie differentiating from like what he previously was he had faith in Leah and then he doesn't have faith in Holdo that's obvious but by the same token like it doesn't make sense that the whole like mutineer plot line is based upon a misunderstanding between two characters by the same token they play it so that like she never explains anything to him and everyone else on her bridge crew is questioning her and she's just not explaining what's happening to them like like yeah, there's, it's, it's a, a mutiny it. it's yeah I think that's where my broad strokes thing comes in tiny details thing mm-hmm. yeah they want to they want to motivate poe as mutiny and that's my point is that poe ends up getting a bunch of people killed and like yeah i can see you're saying that's subversive like the whole point is that you can't jump into next wing and blow stuff up and it always works out obviously yeah. that's the, that's a reference to the previous star wars having you know being essentially like you know that's that's what happens <laughs> like, like right, they jump in a death star and blow up millions of people like in a, in a death star yeah i get that i get that that's that at the same time it is like it, it's bad it, i'm not saying that it's not you're not right ben i'm saying it's a bad script beat do you know what i mean like it's uh, a bad script beat to base this mutiny off something that is so inherently just a misunderstanding between characters and also to just kind of change Poe's kind of acumen halfway through when he's not been kind of this sort of disrespectful dickhead in the previous movies or the previous well, one. Well, he's time barely in 
Force Awakens, which is the problem. That's fair. You know, that, that is fair. That is fair. Maybe this is a side of his character we're not seeing. At the same time, I'd also say I have no problem with doing it like a piece about mansplaining. I just don't think that this was the way to do it. Uh, I think as long as it's Lord Dern. Mm-hmm. As long as it's Space Lord Dern. This I is true. Do, do love me some Space Lord Dern with purple hair. <laughs> but it may have been and more stronger with collarbones. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that's right. And that is my big point because that works so much one. better with Leia. Yeah, and I, I do don't that. know why they put Laura Dern in. There. Well, because Laura it's very clear their original plan was like Episode Seven is Han's movie, he dies. Episode Eight is Luke's movie, he do, he dies, and they probably were planning Episode Nine to be Leia's movie, and she dies. Yep. And then at the end, probably yeah. Force Ghost. Mm-hmm. Which is really sad. And, and I agree yeah. that like I, I like her character's performance. I think it's good. And seeing her after she died is really nice. I still don't like her big moment in the movie, honestly. Oh, the space... Yeah, I got yeah, a, I got a, I got a la- laugh. I, weird. I got a laugh on my to a Yeah, it, it was, it was Space Mary Poppins. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I got somebody. Somebody says, "Oh, look, it's Mary Poppins." And my, th- I had a very disrespectful. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> Mary no. Someone made a Mary Poppins crack like in the theater, and then like everyone laughed, and wait, that was like, in, I, wait, I guess that's the for theater? me. I was like, okay, oh. that moment didn't work, and that, and that oh. would be my. Yeah, I'm, I'm cool with her using the force, but there could have been a more interesting way to do it. Right, like I was she, thinking, like an Incredibles style, where like she makes a force field real fast or something like that, where it's like more action based and quick and like whoa, you know, instead of like what what? <laughs> yeah, it's where it's like where it's like where it's like wait, what happened? What's going on here? Why 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 is she flying yeah, through that, space? That, why is this right. visually confusing? Yeah, and the editing's weird too. Right. You're like, is this how they killed Carrie Fisher's character? <laughs> I mean, yeah, what was right. that that line from her memoir, or or or, or perhaps oh, it was from an interview where she said she wanted, uh, no matter how she dies, she wants it to be recorded that she drowning died drowning, light, strangled by her own bra. It was like, is is that how she's gonna die in Star Wars? That would that would almost be fitting, <laughs> you know? Let it be forever remembered. <laughs> um, and and I guess this comes back to another thing is kind of. The Force is more, I guess, and this is thing, something like this, because this was a point I said about The Force Awakens and mostly about the prequels and that we've all said a billion times. We wanted The Force to be more, like, mystical. And for me, it's it's beyond mystical here. It's a little bit more bullshitty. <laughs> like, mm. oh, I, I loved how mystical it was. That that whole sequence I like going about The Force with Rey, I think, is fantastic. I like that. I like the depiction of how Luke explains The Force. I just dislike how the force is used for plot mechanics of like, like space, like, like IMS, Leia. you know, like space messenger. Oh, it's like force overpowered messenger. now. Yeah. Or like how like force ghosts can apparently appear and why hasn't a force ghost appeared to Kylo Ren and why can force ghosts suddenly use force? Like, you know, literally throw bolts of lightning. Why is it like, I understand the, the thought process of like the books being not important and that's a thing, but don't, like show me the tree in the books, not explain why they're important, and then burn them up. Well, she does have the books at the end. Oh yeah, there is that shot where she has the right. books, and it's like non-lost Jedi knowledge. I know what you mean. Yeah, right. yeah. But no, I like that because it's. Um, I really like the Yoda scene, and I thought I would hate the Yoda scene because mm-hmm. I thought that was going to be like just references, reference, reference, reference. Um, and no, I I like that off, scene. I just don't. Puppet. 
I, I guess awesome. my point is just generally in the in the broader scheme, the Force is like like the ability to reach across galaxies and like have a communication with. Some, I don't know. It's just it's just weird, and it's also it, it's. I don't like the Kylo Ray because I'm having a hard time separating out this what I what I deem as sexual tension between them and. It just doesn't. It's I don't know. It just it bugged me the whole time. If you know what I mean. And I yeah, also very much don't like Kylo's arc. And I, that's my and that's my take on it. It just tied I'm in not with all really, that. I'm not really reading it as sexual tension yet, but I also see it as something that it could be confirmed as sexual ten- tension in the next film. And right now I'm just in denial because I so vehemently do not want it to happen. I know. No. 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 We're well, on the same book. Leave you to an idea of harmony. And I don't want that to be sexual harmony. Yeah, no. Right. It could be right. just to people. I was like, I don't know. Get along. along. Some of that too. And I was just like, it, it wasn't overarching, but the little bits that I was kind of like starting to feel, I was like, oh, oh no, can we please not go this way at all, ever? I really right. wanted him to put his shirt back on. I was not into shirtless Kylo Ren. I love Sarah that that fits, but all of Twitter wanted the opposite thing. You know what I mean? Like, ben and I were talking about this last night. Twitter was, just, I, Twitter was ben, thirsty for it. And and I'm like, yeah, ben, ben, ben brought this up with me last night, and, we were, and he was just like, Peter, did you see that? I was like, yes, of course I did. But I, but, uh, but like, but, but, but I mean, how, but I mean, how I interpreted Ray's reaction wasn't even sexual. It was more of just like she was like, dude, why? Like it, it, it wasn't even a sexual thing. She was just like, "Dude, put on a shirt. Why are you shirtless? You have no reason." This is to unnecessary. Put on a shirt. Yeah. Like this is unnecessary. <laughs> That's how question. I interpreted it. Why is this guy shirtless for no reason? All right, uh, well, Ben, yeah. I, I do want you to explain, and I, I don't mean to mm-hmm. cut you off. If you have something to say, please go ahead and say it. But I do want to pass you along to, to tell me why you thought like that joke where you see a ship and you think it's an iron and it actually is an iron. That's a joke. I <laughs> yes. <laughs> That was, a that, funny that, was that was a good joke, but <laughs> I, I will say uh, I wanted to get you. Why did you like the Luke training sequence and specifically the depiction of uh, Luke Skywalker in this film? Uh, yeah, I really liked it because um, it's this idea of that the Force doesn't belong to one people. My mother is Buddhist, and she really responded to this film in a similar way because Buddhism rejects religion in favor of spirituality. And it's a similar idea that the force doesn't belong just to the Jedi and the Sith that it's, and also the idea that it's not just, um, positive and negative. Um, Ray is more willing to actually look at the dark side of the force and not reject it outright just because, people who only follow the dark side of the force are terrible people. And Luke has a somewhat interesting take on the prequels in a sense, where he talks about how the Jedi were arrogant and let the uh, emperor take power and get themselves get destroyed. And I generally think it was an interesting idea for Luke to have this fear in him that he failed and I love the sort of Rashomon-style three ways that he filmed the uh, confrontation Ben. Uh, rewatching it, it was really interesting to see, like, in Luke's version, he doesn't even have a lightsaber. And then in Ben's version, he has, like, this monster face. And then in, like, the quote-unquote truthful version, uh, he has sort of, like, half monster face and half normal Luke face. And it's about that sort of... Um, hold, hold on. There's three. There's three voice. versions of that. 
Yeah, there's three versions of it. Three like I, I, I three I three versions of, of like of like how like how that moment is remembered. Oh like, yeah, because he mm-hmm. the first one like the truth version when 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 uh, Luke eventually tells her the truth. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. And that he's because haunted he by this one moment around. of weakness. I thought was really powerful. Right. Okay, can I? No, I no, I want to comment on uh, on the, on the whole um, Kylo Ren thing because like I. Thought I had this thought like maybe twenty minutes ago, and Jack, I think you in particular will appreciate this because we are nerds and trash for this game. Um, <laughs> you know exactly where I'm going. Um, I, um, I, I, I'm almost, I'm almost starting to think that the, the kind of the arc where they are taking, where they could possibly take Kylo Ren if he does get like a legitimate redemption arc, and and, and like, and, and then also take into account how. Um, like like how like how Ray reacted to the whole spectrum of the Force and how and how Luke reacted to the dark side being being Kylo Ren slash Ben slash Ben Solo is that is, is that they're gonna do kind of a Riku a la Kingdom Hearts type of deal with it where it's like where it's where it's like shut up Ben uh, where it's like where it's where it's like yes <laughs> there, know, where, where it's like yes there is the light side of the Force yes there is the dark side of the Force but neither side is inherently necessarily good or bad it's more of just how does the person use it? Because because in the in the video game Kingdom Hearts, there's a character Riku who is like who, who is like more in darkness than he is in light. But eventually, but eventually, how he and he and his friends around him come to interpret that is like that doesn't make him automatically evil. It's like how are you using this? How are you interpreting your use of whatever? And I'm thinking that that could possibly be how. Like they, they, they could possibly be the direction that 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 they that they are taking Kylo Ren and then and then and then kind of the um the butting of heads between between him and Ray because because um because I because I was telling uh Ben Sarah and Katie last night um <coughs> Ben Sarah and Katie last night um the the, the scene the scene when the scene when Ray is like finally brought into Snoke's chamber which by the way um gay as hell. Uh, you just walk, you walk, you walk, you walk, into, walk into his throne room. You got the floor; it has a dro- it has a drop off at the back of the floor, and then it's like, oh, instead, instead, instead of being like just like a, like a full on meetup of like floor and wall, it's like no, we have yeah. some red ass lights back there, just dramatic as hell. Um, but anyway, and you gotta love Peter too that he's like all red, but I'm all gold. I this am is this gold. beautiful shimmery gold. <laughs> <laughs> and even. Even the even my Praetorian guards must be all red as well and draw into the background. Nothing left. Sure. <laughs> I'm the Snoke, center of but, attention. But Snoke, why? I don't know the why the run is flammable, it. but it needs to be flammable. <laughs> but Snoke, why are you doing this? The drama of everything. Shut up. Um. But in, but anyway, uh, when when when, when Ray is being brought in, Snoke is Snoke is uh, Snoke is like kind of talking out loud to the room, but uh, but but to Kylo. He was. He was like. He was. He was like. With where you are in the force, I told you that your equal would rise from the other side. I thought it was going to be Luke. Clearly, it was this girl. And so before Kylo went full on like evil, just because he's pissed off at everyone. Um, how I like. How my brain like quickly started to interpret it was that like was like maybe the Force Awakens. Maybe this is just the Force. Jack, I'm sure you disagree with me. Whatever. No, 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 no. no, no. I'm not. I'm sorry. That's that was actually like agreeing with that point that like, like you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah, like I, I, I thought I before before he went like evil for no reason. I thought exactly this was, he, it was no reason. There was no reason. Um, I thought kind of taking um like like I kind of the title of episode episode seven, The Force Awakens, and then this film 
this was the force itself trying to rebalance everything not in like a total like eh, fuck it up way that that, that that kylo was going for but he was just but the right. force was just like here's ray here's kylo they are of two different sides of there are two different sides of what the force is okay let okay let's bring like real balance to it rather than let's just blow everything up because eh. you're that's a great repeat of something i didn't think about that like when her taking the original Jedi texts and her accepting parts of the dark side of the force and talking with um, Kylo about her experience in that mirror room, which is awesome. Um, uh, it does feel like, yeah, they're leading to a different kind of harmony where you're right. It's not burn everything down. It's rebuild something from what we've learned from the past. Instead of burn the past down and let go of it. That said, I did want that scene where he was like, your parents, you know who they were. Tell me. I wanted to be like, Luke Skywalker. (laughs) And then he's like, oh, oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, totally. (laughs) Yeah. 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 No, that makes total sense. That's total sense from the timeline. (laughs) I didn't think about that. Oh, no, even like, like a, uh, yeah, don't tell him that. <laughs> just don't even talk about that. Just feeling I, really I, bad I for just, her. I guess, I guess from my point, like, this, it just shows, like, for me, like, her not, like, doing the parent. I, I don't care who Ray's parents are. Neither do and I. And they've not made me care about it. And they've not made me care about any point in this series. And the fact that they've played it like a mystery. And then they're like, it's a mystery with no answer. It just annoys me. I don't me. think they, it's like snow. It just wasn't. Okay, I guess it was more of a mystery. That was bad. Snoke was bad. But Snoke was just like a shitty character, and that people were like, "He's got to be Plagueis or something." Yeah, yeah, and and that's and that's my point is that like it doesn't feel respectful. I guess maybe that's the thing is like where you see something that's like turning it on its head. I feel disrespect for the Star Wars universe, Mm. and that's the thing is like for me, it's like what people like, and that's the thing is that I like Star Wars Legacy. I like the extended universe. I liked everything that they can, and they needed a better reason than this to just shit it all out the door. And that's, and that's my point is like, here we have something where it's like, they're establishing all this stuff and that's cool. But then like the whole point is that they establish it just to kill it off. And it's like Twitter joke, just kidding. Snoke doesn't matter. And I just like, I just like, you know, I can't get invested in like you making this point if it never like was interesting to begin with. Like Snoke wasn't interesting to begin with. The Jedi books are just like blah and have no They're point throughout the whole thing. The tree that has no point. All of this has no point, and that's a that's not that's not. I, you're not making a good point by saying it has no point. And as much as like you want to say that it's like oh turning it on this head and like he throws the lightsaber over his shoulder and it's like it doesn't matter. Like at the end of the movie, the whole point is that they're like force grabbing this lightsaber and it gets cracked in half. And it's a it's again it's you know it's a whole metaphor for the movie Luke's original lightsaber. And that's cool and I like that. I just think that it's sort of like as much as they're like oh we're getting rid of it. It's like we got to grab onto it. And it's just I don't know, man. Like I like. Star Wars, and one of the reasons the cool things about Star Wars is that it's a very straightforward hero's tale journey. And as much as they're trying to like reinvent it and re put it out there, for me, it's like I didn't need The Force Awakens to be more than that. I needed it to be a little bit different, but I didn't need the core element of what Star Wars is to be changed. It's a story of good and bad, and I, I know that's like people want things to be more complicated, but especially in our world today where we like have like clear bad. Like maybe it's it's time to get ourselves like reinvested in in a, in a villain that is just you know shitty. I don't know. No, I can get behind that. 
maybe a Force Awakens had done a better job of making me care about that, but I think the most interesting villain they always had was Kylo Ren. I, no, I, I get I get double and down on the villain, and I get double and down. I just like this left me like I don't care anymore, and that and that because so I didn't really care coming into this, and now I care way more. <laughs> which is which is I guess like I didn't I, I like I'm not I I didn't I didn't score a Force Awake like the Force Awakens that great like but it's still like I was still excited for it. This was like this killed me. Man. This like it's this so like true. sucked all the enjoyment of Star Wars out of me. Like, wait, 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 Jack, wait, Jack. Is the Last Jedi to you what the la- what Transformers the Last Night was to me? Yeah, probably. <laughs> oh my it's not, god, it's not untrue. Yeah, because <laughs> like like Ray literally learns nothing in this battle. <laughs> I know, I know you're gonna disagree. I know you're gonna disagree. It's okay. I just, uh, you know, I want like a training, like a Yoda training montage. I don't need her staring at like a majillion versions of herself in like something that I don't. Oh, I I do not need a Yoda version with Luke. That would have been so boring to me. I did not need that at all. That's I, I, exactly I, I, what I was afraid maybe of. That's, and that's, that would like, have that's been, you know, taking, you know, a Tumblr meme that I saw many times of Ray running around with Mark Hamill on. It's her not face. necessarily <laughs> that. Like, and I agree. Like that's like they do it to some extent. Like the lessons bit. is that is is like Yoda. Like, but there's always a thing of like I'm going to teach you three lessons, but each lesson's going to be why the Jedi shouldn't even exist, mm-hmm. which I think is genuinely interesting. I know, but then they're all actual points on the force. But that more to the point is, guys. Okay, let's let's we can go a couple of different directions. I want to get scores out, and we're we're running out of time here in just a bit, which is so short. But I want to get to one more point. We've talked about Cato a little bit, um, but one of the things that I wanted to talk about is like I want to talk a little bit more about Finn and Rose, unless you guys want to get into because I think we've done we've covered Ray to some extent. We're gonna disagree. That's that's point. That I'll agree. Maybe my hate on Ray and the and the and the Luke thing is more my nostalgia coming back to me. On the other points, I won't budge on that. But on Ray, I think I could be. It could be argued that I am like nostalgia for Yoda, and I don't particularly enjoy how they go about it. But with that said, I don't think it's bad to say that a Finn and Rose have no point on the plot, and more to the I point, agree. the cord tracking MacGuffin is poorly, yep. if ever, explained. Wait, what, wait, what's poorly explained? The tracking MacGuffin. Oh, yeah. Which apparently they um, referenced in Rogue One. I just thought it was a Right, they do do that, chicken. yeah. Mm, I forgot about that. Yeah, but, but outside, uh, it, I don't think it was poorly explained. It was just more like... what it, the, the big problem was like, we hint at Space Gene, James Bond played by Justin Thoreau, who was awesome. It was just this fucking Clark Gable... Guy in a space craps, and then they move on, and they're like, "Well, oh, have this other Benicio del Toro character who is definitely is that what it was? It was like a James Bond character. reference because like Maz Kanata's like whole bit where she like can't be bothered to help the resistance and is just off, and she's like, oh yeah, let me talk about this guy I beefed once. Like I, I, just, <laughs> I don't know, I don't, I don't know. It was very very confused. It's also very confusing about no one will come to the resistance's help. It was very I don't know. The whole thing was like really weird to me. I think it makes sense because there's only like 300 of them, and the Republic got destroyed in one. Which is which is you know this universe problems because this doesn't feel like a lived-in universe as opposed to the original Star Wars, which is a problem. Yeah, I mean, and and it also, I mean, it also doesn't help that like that in this trilogy we really haven't gone to many places where there are people at all anyway. So and plus, it and plus on top of that, it doesn't help that we saw like 
10 planets destroyed in about about 60 seconds. Yeah, yeah that's my biggest problem with TFA. It's just we get, like, never discussed public, and then they just kill them in, like, yeah, 10 seconds. It's like, oh, they're there. As soon as you see them, they're being destroyed. Yeah, they're they're being destroyed in like in a in a massive re- massive ray of red light, yes. just bam bye. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. We we need to just go ahead and do scores. I'm gonna everyone give us your uh, your last word, and I'm gonna start with you, Ben, because I think uh, Katie did Sarah step out for a sec. Yeah, just for a second. Ah, gotcha, gotcha. Uh, All right. If you want to, no, 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 don't worry, don't call we'll her. Work She's her fine. Around. We'll get we'll work our way around. Uh, ben, you're up first. All right, I'm going to give The Last Jedi, let me give it an extra, even though I probably should give it an 8, I'm just going to give it, bump it up to 8.5, just because generally I was surprised uh, where it went and what it ended up being about. I really, really emotionally responded to the first two hours, which I thought were just perfect, and then, I mean, minus some, like, you know... Um, give them something to do but i still at least enjoyed the journey um and i thought emotionally with like the hyperspace kill which was incredible and uh the fantastic sequence on uh the bridge and everything like that i thought there was a great emotional arc and i kind of wish the movie ended even though i like the luke stuff but it just kind of felt like we we're going over again but generally i really thought it was a very interesting idea about coming to a new kind of harmony and it made me hopeful that maybe we can actually see the series online. I don't know if Disney has the possibility <laughs> to like just let it go. And they probably don't. But I can at least hope they will. And I would love if we just ended on 9 and we ended on this idea of starting with like the Old Republic and this outdated ideas of Jedi and the Sith come in and destroy it. And then we have the classic hero's journey. And now we're sort of analyzing those old myths and the old history and creating a new history that we're not going to be a part of because it's a different. They'll probably end it on nine and then we'll get the Phasma movie. Yeah. Phasma movie. Oh boy. (laughs) (laughs) Come on. That does. You got to admit that Phasma annoys you as much as it annoys me. I think She's perfunctory in terms of being like she's being important to Finn's arc, and the problem is she's just like well designed and Gwendolyn Christie. So I want more of her because it's well designed and Gwendolyn Christie. But yeah. Uh, yeah, she's she's about as important as Boba Fett. So I don't really care as much. I guess she's she's been more a figurehead than a character. She's just yeah, that's a great there. Um, All right. So All yeah, right. just generally, I just really was impressed with this film. I think Johnson's a great director, and I think he'll probably make a film a lot more people will enjoy with his trilogy because he's not going to be tied down by the Skywalker legacy and continuing the story, and I'm sure people will just wish he got those instead of these, but I really enjoyed what it did with the story, and I really hope that Nine comes somewhere interesting. I'm really fucking glad that Colin Trevorrow is not directing Nine because I had no faith in that. And especially after a movie this subversive, I don't think the director of Jurassic World would really nail it. Uh, I don't exactly think. I don't think the world. I don't think the director of Jurassic World nails anything, but that's okay. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Cutting humor. All right, Peter, Uh, you're up next. Sorry. So, oh, oh no, sorry. No, (laughs) sorry. (laughs) Um, I. 
So I was going to originally give it, I was originally going to give The Last Jedi an 8.5, was originally going to. Then I talked to my friend Jonathan, and he brought up some thing, and he brought up some points that that we discussed uh, Sunday night. And I was like, "Okay, I see your point." So I rolled it back down to a five. I rolled it back down to an eight. Then I talked. To, then mm-hmm. I no, no, yeah, just dramatic, dramatic down to a five. No, um. Then I talked to Jack, and through us talking, I was like, "Okay, you know, these are some good points too." So, as much as I enjoyed this film, as much as as much as as much as like I loved like some really big moments in this in, in in this movie like 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 when like when holdo rams snoke's fleet at at, at light at light speed that was I, we, I don't we didn't touch on that but like that was a moment that was a moment where like where everything on the screen was quiet everyone in my theater was quiet like i i i i, I, I said to myself like i said just like, like like really out of my breath i was like oh my god and like the woman next to me was like yeah you're right um as as and, and as much as i like like Ben enjoy, enjoyed the journey. Um, I'm giving this a seven point five because this movie was a lot of fun for me, and and, and it makes me really it makes me excited for to see what the hell they do in episode nine. But I but I can see what I can see where people are coming from in their dislike of this film, and I can like kind of reconcile reconcile their opinions with. With 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 my with my own massive sense of enjoyment. Also, I'm take also I'm taking off a, a, at least a little bit of the score because thanks to that not even half ass that quarter assed kiss from Rose to Finn at the end, they're basically mm-hmm. nixing Storm Pilot, and I'm not happy about that at all. I'm sorry. I, I like that like that the, the whole the whole Rose yeah. Finn the whole Rose Finn thing. The, even even if even if they didn't become a couple, that whole journey a whole like subplot should 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 have should have been, should have been finn and poe everyone knows it we're all thinking it this was basically this is basically disney's way of doing disney's way of doing the same thing that they did in captain america civil war i'm bringing this up again i don't care um where, 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 where steve rogers makes up with agent 13 just just so they don't have to do the like the buck the bucky but the bucky and steve thing even though we all know it's true because no one goes that far out of the way for their best friend ever oh, dude i'm 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 a cat falc person myself but that's okay oh captain falcon yeah you know what there, there is some amazing deviant art i need to make you aware of my please <laughs> do because i mean because there is let's let's talk later bud no yeah because i knew because i knew of that pairing i knew of that pairing but it but i did but i didn't i didn't realize that it was like as big as uh, potentially as big but yeah um not a fan of the uh, rose fen thing it should, it needs to be Finn and Poe. Storm Pilot needs to be a thing. But yeah, seven point five. Love, love this movie. I'm excited. I'm excited for episode nine. There were a lot of dramatic set pieces, a lot, of, a lot of awesome moments. But I can definitely see where, at, at least to my level of understanding, I can definitely see where the problems lie, where 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 it, where, where things could have been done differently or better. Uh, Katie, we got you up next. I'm actually uh, going to land it at an eight. Uh, we've all already said most of the things that would have knocked it down from anything higher for me. Uh, including the Rose and Finn thing. Just, what the hell was that? <laughs> <laughs> that was a good moment to bring up your sister overall, Rose. Yeah, it, just, it, was, it was a great movie. And there were a lot of, like, Peter, you mentioned moments where it was like, yes! Or holy shit! <laughs> 
And those were awesome, but there were enough little detracting things that I'm really excited about the next episode, and I had a lot of fun with this movie, but yeah, all the things we've already mentioned just kind of knocked it down a little bit. No, uh, that's perfect. That's perfect. Um, Sarah, I want to hold off because usually I go last, but I'm going to get a little bit ranty and I'm feeling that we're more positive than I am. So I would like the final word on the podcast to probably be a little bit more positive than my rant. So is that you okay with that? I'm going to cut in a bit. All right, I, I give fuck this movie. I really, I really fucking hate this movie, and I hate this movie because I want to like it, and I'm and, and no one's appreciating that I'm trying so hard to make sure that I look at it objectively, which is like what this year was about, guys. This year was about me getting over BBS and becoming a better critic as a person you know looking for inconsistencies <laughs> and try to find them finding plot holes and character inconsistencies and getting past my nostalgia this is this is jack's narrative for 2017 and this movie seems like the thing that they want to here's a curveball bitch right in the nads i don't know i this is just my experience with this movie and i know that i'm probably wrong and i'm probably i might be overreacting a bit to some of the plot lines but i i undoubtedly cannot say like as much as like i I like I agree that Ben's probably like yeah it's probably explained in the subtext of what's happening with Holdo I find that it is like it is an crazy it's a crazy important plot line and uh, like it's just not a good beat for me it's not explained and that's the slide of thing a lot of the mechanics of what's happening are not very very well explained and it just kind of all kind of hangs together and outside of like the Ray Luke plot line it all just hangs together really really poorly it's a very untight script for the purpose of making meta Twitter jokes and for everything that Ben found or everyone else found kind of like heartening about this movie, I found to be like, like a shitty Twitter reference. And that's the thing. Cause it's very hard for me to take these emotional moments very seriously when it's like, Oh look, there's that tie into battlefield too. Oh look, you know, you know, blue green milk more like granny's peach tea bitch i, I like uh, I, I i legitimately don't know why a lot of this is happening and like you know tossing the lightsabers alien blue milk like you know sec- and as much as like i agree with sarah entirely like it may not be there and they could prove me wrong in the next movie and i will eat my words but those looks are there it's built into the script it's there the sexual tension thing is there and i'm not uncomfortable with any of it I agreed with peter like finn poe like that was disney's opportunity they didn't have those characters defined they could have just done whatever the fuck they wanted and they chickened the fuck out fuck them for that like they chickened out let's like disney's a multi-million dollar corporation they can do whatever the fuck they want that was a moment to put gay people in star wars fuck them and sorry okay and like you also have a like secondary extraneous characters rtd2 c3po chewy are just extraneous at this point we don't get any plot lines they literally have a shot where they're making reference to twitter where chewy hugs Le- like leia first and they're like making that reference because in the first movie chewy just walks by leia when leia goes to hug ray first and it's weird and they're just making that reference to it and it's just so stupid to me that there that this movie is so this movie is just like so concerned with what the fuck is happening on Twitter, and that's like the last place we need to fucking be concerned about like where like our like opinions and stuff come through. Consider yourself with all the critics and all these people, and as many critics as I've I, I've been personally attacked for like people saying like I'm a man child for like nostalgia wars, and I'm just like no, there are legitimate criticisms with inside this movie, and I'm upset about it. Stop attacking critics. Like we're not all just saying nostalgia wars. I don't know. Okay, and also. By the same thing to just invalidate that whole point. Admiral Ackbar dies off screen. 
God damn it. Yeah, I did not like that. I, it, it was just said in a line. I was like, wait, what? Oh, yeah. Fuck that. They just gave him a line like, he's dead. It's like, wait, what? Like, he, just, <laughs> like, he just goes, they tracked us. And they do the exact same goddamn thing. And I'm just like... I don't know, man. And I just like, and that's the thing is like, for me, like all of this combined in the end, like takes what I can tell was an emotional moment with you with that child and turns it into this nasty Disney, just corporate blah for me. And that's what I hate it. I hate it so much because as much as I want to love this film, it's like literally like it brings out my own childhood and then it takes a big poop on it. And it's like, you know, like pooping out my child. It's prairie dog in my childhood. Well, that's where I'm- I think you're more yeah. mad at Ryan than Disney because Disney would just want to keep doing no, I the agree. I do. I, do, I agree. I agree. I don't like, I don't it. have respect for what he wanted to do with star Wars, Ben. Like I know no, like, I, 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 agree. Saying, I would blame I would say you should blame Ryan, not Disney, on that. Uh, no, you're right. You're right. I, I, Disney is responsible for the EA crap, and that's more EA. And they didn't know that EA was going to do all this other shit. So maybe I'm like holding on to the compass thing. But just like, especially like having read all the books and then the After War stuff, like there's there's a lot of good story in there. Like you know the, the stuff with Leah. Like why did Leah start the Resistance? She started the Resistance because somebody outed her in politics as being the daughter of Darth Vader. That's such a cool fucking background story plot line tidbit like that and it's it's referent and i just like there's so much good stuff there and it's organized in such a fashion to make it like it's like like oh look look at the speeders the resistance have they're so like so crappy and they're falling apart and like and that's the thing is like even the core message of the movie is very confused for me because we have you know we have page uh page rose's sister sacrifice herself in the early bits and then we well maybe die i mean it depends on how you it's not necessarily a sacrifice is making the best of the, I, I don't think page is not the issue for me. It's Holdo's sacrifice. And then the invalidation of Finn's sacrifice. And that's where like, I, that's the situation that I get upset about. It's like, you're drawing a distinction here that doesn't make sense. Cause a character five minutes ago, sacrificed themselves for the rebellion. And now Finn is illegitimate for trying to save the rebellion. And I don't understand it. And it's tied into with this whole Finn and Rose plotline that just goes nowhere and goes for hours and terrible CGI animal chases and animal rights. And like, where's PETA? Like did PETA like have Ryan Johnson's balls on a, Vice? Like, what the fuck was all that? <sighs> okay, I'm good. I'm sorry. I'm done. I don't hate it that bad. Six. Go see it. That's a recommendation mm. from Jack. <laughs> God damn it. A six. Yeah, that sounded like a one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, it made me, look at this. Here's the thing. It's not that bad. I agree. Like, Ben's right. It is the most visually beautiful film. It's one of the most visually beautiful films out this year. And I want to like it because that's my thing. I, give, I am so overweighted towards saying stuff that's visually beautiful. And it has such a great set design, character design, action. It's great. And the fight between, like, with the fight with Ray and, and Kylo together is so cool. Like, with the dialogue, it's so cool. And I want to like it so much. And it hurts me that I feel this way about this movie. Like, I am more angry about this movie than anything else I've seen this year. Alright, I'm done. I'm good. I'm out. I'm done. done. Sarah, please 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 keep going. Well, um, yes, I am going to rate it more positively positively (laughs) than you, but I was actually only going to give it a seven. Yeah. Like, it's not that much of a step up. Um, but yes, as you said, it was it was absolutely visually stunning. 
the music was great. I actually was full. For some reason, I was under the impression that Michael Giacchino was going to take over the music, but it was still John Williams. And he did a fantastic job, and it was great. Um, I love the creature design. I want a Porg for Christmas. Um, yes, I have been sucked into that, you know, very clear, blatant, these are toys, buy them for your children now, I don't care, I want one. Um, <laughs> At least you're on this one. Yes. I know what it is, and I accept that, and I, I admit my, my faults. Um, and, um, yeah, again, I, uh, I definitely liked The Force Awakens better, and I see all of the 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 faults that you pointed out all of you mostly jack but all of you and i acknowledge them and i don't disagree with them i just i guess they i don't they don't bother me as much and um i understand the need for having a twitter account especially in terms of you know keeping an eye on the cinematic world and how films are do are performing and so forth but one of the beauties of not having one is that i don't see all the twitter references when i watch the movie and they don't make me mad i also haven't <laughs> seen the star wars battlefield and so i don't get those references either just like oh there's a compass in the room i didn't even notice <laughs> so um that there weren't as many things to to get under my skin in that vein i guess um i was really pleased that for yoda they used an actual puppet and not the cgi bullshit they they used for episodes one two three um but yeah again i like force awakens better i feel like this is a table setting episode for something really spectacular in episode nine um but I don't know. Maybe after episode comes out, episode nine comes out. If it's not as good, I I would be. I might change my rating on this film. I don't know. I, I I have it as a placeholder of I expect this to be leading up to something great. And yeah. Sorry. I, <laughs> I'm very. I, I like. I like. I exhausted myself. I apologize. Um. <laughs> yeah. And, and it's, it's 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 it's. I I'm very glad that you guys like. I legitimately want to like this film, and I'm really glad that you guys enjoyed it. And uh, we all come out to about a seven point five. Uh, I looked. I wanted to like look at us versus the Force Awakens, and I realized that this, the Force Awakens was actually our first episode. Yes. Um, yeah. Of the Movie Gang podcast. Uh, which is a ama- which is amazing and freaking me out because I realized that I've, I I stopped keeping like exact number track because of weird like iTunes stuff, uh, but mm-hmm. this is our uh, this is the ninety second ninety third this is our ninety fourth episode of the Movie Gang podcast. Wow! Um, and so congratulations, guys. The, yeah. the, it seems that Star Wars is always close to our like fifty episodes a year type of mark. I know and- they're gonna ruin that next year with Solo. Yeah, I know it's man. gonna be it's gonna oh, be no. bad. <laughs> um, but the the whole thing is that uh, the Force Awakens we gave it a seven point two because that was back when I did point twos or point whatever. Oh no! <laughs> yeah, boy. If if I rounded, which I did, it would be a seven point five, which is just the same score we gave this movie, um, uh, which is good. <laughs> Which is interesting because I just realized that I gave The Force Awakens and uh, this movie the same score. Yeah, so, interesting. And I did not. I, I was much more positive about The Force Awakens, but that's it's possible that was our first episode, and I I, I had a different uh, vision for scoring systems at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I, always... I gave this one a seven because I think I re- correct me if I'm wrong, but I think I remember giving The Force Awakens an eight. Yes, you did, and Peter gave it a yes, nine. Okay. No, yeah, I've, I've, I've Trevor, Trevor gave highly. The Force Awakens a five. 
Mm -hmm. and, I, and I remember that cut the score really good. I was a six and Bobby was an eight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that was that was weird, that was weird, weird, weird things. Right. That, weird things to remember. I can't I can't figure out where Rogue One is. Uh, the nice thing about trying to find our first episode is you just go all the way back in the feed. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, so instead of doing that, we're gonna go ahead and sign off for tonight uh, for the Movie Gang podcast. This has been Ben Haworth. That's whatever to say whether they are pro pork or anti pork. All right. Huh? A pro pork or anti pork? Okay. All right. Pro port. Peter Dancy. Pro, but there but there could have been two less on screen. <laughs> yeah. Katie, I actually don't know your last name, Katie. Powell. Katie Powell. <laughs> Pro Porg. Sarah Becker. Pro Porg all the way. And I've been your host, Jack Newman, and I would eat that porg with Chewbacca and we would have a <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Go pork yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Go pork yourself. <laughs> <laughs>